Welcome, Pastor. You've made it to episode 120 of the Coaching for Pastors podcast. Hey, Pastor, good to be with you today. On Thursdays, I have a segment that I call Perspective and Hope. Sometimes we just need a different perspective as pastors, and then sometimes we just need a little bit of hope. And I hope to give you both today. Years ago, I met with a staff member for the purpose of reading them the Riot Act. I needed this staff member to substantially change how he or she was doing the business of ministry in our church, and fear caused me to negotiate my message down to one that was less direct, less drastic, and essentially fruitless and ineffective. I mean, after the conversation, they likely walked away thinking that I was proud of them and that maybe I hoped they would have a nice day. Now, some who know me might read this and think, ah, I know who he is talking about, but I'm not worried about that. They they would have had to guess which one, like this only happened with one person. I should be so good. Uh, well, prepping for a message, I was so excited in my office. I was almost frothing at the mouth, rehearsing my lines. I had scripture, the Holy Spirit. I had a backbone, a conviction, and a God-ordained calling on my side, and I'd be ready to share this message with all the Oh, all the vim and verve I could muster the coming Sunday morning. And the more I thought about it, the more I thought about the people I would speak to, and the closer Sunday morning came, fear caused me to negotiate on some of the wording and on the severity of my convictions. And fear negotiated away some of my bluntness and produced a a more circuitous route for my words to take. In a sense, they was not quite as passionate and convicted as I was in my preparation. Thinking ahead about our elder meeting one time, I began to lay out on a legal pad a vision for our ministry, and it was, oh, it was grand, and it was great. I was going to go for broke, no half measures. Our ministry would gain more ground and score more points than we ever had before. The elders, the elders needed to see vision and leadership, courage and direction, And as they began questioning my proposals in the actual meeting and expressing some doubt about my ideas, fear, again, fear negotiated away my remaining thoughts. And I I tossed out over half of my plans before even sharing them. Fear of opposition, rejection, and abandonment crept into my soul and negotiated with my wiser self, forcing me to retreat, to call it a night to recommit to try again later, a lot later. You know, Pastor, fear is the great negotiator. It strips us of leadership and value. It it puts us in the middle of mediocreville, of of almost an. We get just far enough to stay in our seat, just enough down the road to say we've moved forward, but no more. Not enough to claim victory, not even not even enough for a first down. Sooner or later, fear just causes us to punt, give away the ball. Pastor, psst, yeah, you, hey, mister, hey, lady, yeah, I'm talking to you, pastor. I know you. I am you. Been there, done that. And I even know the verses. So do you. You could finish them. 
verses like Joshua 1, eight, have not I commanded you? Be strong. Psalm 27.3, though an army besiege me, my, my heart will not fear. Verses like Romans 8.15, for you have not received the spirit of bondage again to, yeah, fear. You know it. 2 Timothy 1.7, for God has not given us the spirit of, you know the rest. And perhaps the ultimate of the thou shall not fear passages. 1 John 4.18, there is no fear in love. Perfect love drives out fear. We all know these verses on fear and many, many more. We know them, yet we still shepherd and we lead and we feed and we, we operate too often by fear. Some of us all the time. Others of us more than we care to admit. And for others, we've forgotten what it's like to operate out of anything but fear. But I have an idea. You want to hear it? Can I admit I preach it to myself too, all too often? I do. Might as well be honest about it. But here's my idea. I think we choose fear because we've forgotten we can do all of those same things by faith. Faith, not fear. By faith, we walk next to God. By fear, he leaves us behind because we stop. We're afraid to advance. And then in our aloneness, we have only one fuel to run on. It's the fuel of fear. What if we commit our plans to the Lord and move forward with him? What if we simply choose to move ahead by faith or not at all? We move ahead with God or we don't move ahead at all. Let's change those previous three scenarios that I gave you at the beginning. Now I I arrange with God what I need to say to the staff member and then walk with God hand in hand into the room and in love deliver the goods, trusting God with the outcome. What if I decide my message plan on my knees, asking for wisdom, mercy, and grace to deliver his words through me? I trust in his power and go for broke with God, trusting him with the outcome. Or finally, I I do my homework on the front end of the elder meeting with God, and perhaps a few wisely planned meetings before the meetings. Asking for God's wisdom in his heart, I do my planning with him, and I proceed forward in confidence in God, not in me. Asking God to give me wisdom and perhaps move the hearts of my elders. Pastor, who who, or, or, or what are we trusting in? When it comes to our leadership, we, we, either, we either lead from fear— relying on ourselves and our our own resources, or we lead from faith, relying on God and his power and his wisdom. You know, this week, pick one and run with it. Fear or faith? I mean, it can't hurt, could it? Not going to get any worse than leading by fear. Have you been leading by fear? How's that working for you? Yeah, I didn't think so. Fear? Oh, man. Fear is the great negotiator, giving away all the good we've managed to scrape together. Choose faith. It's the great facilitator, allowing your plans, your plans, you and God, your plans to move forward. If you're the pastor of a local church, 
you especially need faith over fear. Can I ask you to lead by faith, live by faith, and love by faith, not fear? Negotiate that, Pastor. Negotiate that with your weaker self. Challenge yourself to live by faith and not fear. What have you been living in fear over? Could you not turn that around and by faith trust God with that outcome? By faith ask for God's wisdom in that process? By faith trust God to change hearts and lives? By faith, trust God to take the the two coins that you could drop into the temple offering, those two little coins, out of your paucity and poverty to take what you have to give. And by faith, trust God to multiply the impact. It's so much better, Pastor, my friend, my colleague, It's so much better to live by faith. If you've been living by fear, let's call that out. Let's call that out. Let's send it out. Let's start living by faith. Hey, I will talk to you tomorrow on the Coaching for Pastors podcast.